0: Episode 1 of the Bowery Capital Startup Sales Podcast. I'm in the studio here today with Will Basson. Will spent a very long time at ClearSlide. He's going to talk to us today about making the most of SaaS trials. Welcome Will.
1: Hi, thanks a lot, Mike. I'm really excited to uh, be here.
0: So give me a little bit of a background on you and ClearSlide and just for our listeners, set the framework for who you are, where you've been, and, and sort of what you're going to talk about a little bit today relative to your company.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, again, excited to be here. I. Uh, you know, I graduated school, I moved out to San Francisco, um, you know, I think a lot of people move out there with the hopes and dreams of, you know, joining a great startup and, and really making it big, and uh, I think I got lucky enough to, to join a company that, uh, you know, had some co-founders who'd done it before, and, um, you know, so I joined one of their first employees, uh, we had two or three customers that had agreed to sign on, uh, just from a uh, quick um, you know, credit card down and you know we'll, this is what we think we'll have and they kind of agreed to it and so since then we've you know raised ninety plus million dollars um, you know I've, I've started uh, multiple teams from our customer success or adoption team to uh, enterprise sales team and then you know now in business development and um, you know definitely been very exciting and uh, I think you know what, what we're going to talk about today is is uh, A relatively new uh space or or um kind of um change because of you know cloud technology sas trials being very different than um you know how you could sell previous products because of the buried entry and just how easy or hard it was to get uh, someone into your products and truly experience it so um yeah you know i'm very excited to kind of go through this and just set the framework for the the yeah. listeners.
0: So you started very early on. You were, if I remember correctly, sort of the first revenue-related hire that they made, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, came in purely sales. So Got it. Um, this was pick up the phone, you know, in a room about this size. Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in a very small room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could uh, I could lean back and slap my uh, co my other coworker that started at the same time. Uh, also a pure sales role, Uh, just, you know, give them a quick high five. And then our uh, business board uh, co-founder, Jim, was in the room as well. And so it was pick up a phone, dial, uh, pitch VBs of sales, and then you get, you know, 10, 15 minutes of feedback afterwards. Sure, sure. uh, And so, and from a customer standpoint, you guys very
0: early on implemented the concept of trials and outside of maybe a few... You know, POC customers or people who you yeah. knew, that was really the
1: way you started the business, Com- Completely, right? completely. And, um, you know, I, I attribute a lot of our success to that. I mean, obviously the product has to work and has to be great. Um, but the trial has been, um, you know, when you start off, you have no brand, you have no, um, you know, the, the inbound leads aren't exactly flowing. Uh, we had no raised right. money at the time, we were completely bootstrapping. Uh, I think I made you know, forty-two grand my first year out of college. You know, um, we were purely dialing for dollars, and um, you know the trial allows you to uh, not have to completely sell someone on the concept without proof, right? I think that's sure. one of the true tenets of, of SaaS technology is uh, you can uh, the product has to work, right? Right. Um, it doesn't have to prove itself in the first two weeks of usage uh, that you're closing more deals or you're um, you know converting more. Uh, you know, leads or, or whatever your, your products trying to do um, but you know eventually it has to prove itself uh, so the customer going to cancel in six months or a year or you know two months um, if, if it's not going to work and so yeah I think the trial is kind of critical to uh, to uh, winning more customers and, and winning them quickly sure hi and how do you
0: how did you guys think early on about you know, is it is a trial right for my company? We obviously see a ton of business software that comes in trying to you know think about free or freemium or trial based business. Yeah. How, how would you sort of encourage entrepreneurs to think about? Yeah. You know, is this is this right for my business? Yeah. Well, you know, I think
1: um, I think that some of the obvious things to think about are, you know, how long does it take for the customer to experience? You know, a relatively large portion of that value. Sure, you know, it doesn't have to be all 100 percent of that value, um, but you know, 70 or 60, percent whatever it gets them over that f- threshold of wow, I, I need to commit to this business because it's better than my existing solution or the hodgepodge of solutions I use uh, to replace anyway you know, in uh, in midst of it. So, um, you know, definitely, how long does it take to get value? So, you know, if you're a founder, how long or how short can I make that time to you know log into our solution and getting you know, kind of that wow moment, that instant gratification that can um, instantly get someone hooked and, and want to, you know, it's just like apps, right? If you're not getting someone to immediately experience value and then, you know, kind of sit, being able to quickly send push notifications that, you know, they want to come back and experience that solution, um, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You know, I think the other thing is, you know, does your solution actually work, um, you know, in a very short period of time to, to prove value? Sure. Um, you know, the, the CRMs are um, even kind of, E-signature solutions, DocuSign, DocuSigns—they're not really uh, needing to do trials uh, per se because, uh, you know, the end user doesn't really matter uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, the end user has to be able to use it, and usability is always going to be important in any technology. But the level of importance and usability for DocuSign or CRM um, is always going to be much lower than, um, you know, a solution uh, that sales reps are in every day using. So, um, you know, LinkedIn sales solution, right? Right, uh, if people didn't find that usability very easy. You know, the sale tough the, to really to sell totally, that product totally. Right. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, if the end user doesn't really matter, you know, your your uh, head of, your CFO is not going to decide to go with EchoSign or DocuSign based on you know end user feedback, right? Sure, sure. He, he or she's thinking, um, you know, how does it help me store contracts uh, more easily? Is there a workflow that I can put into place easily that? you know, guarantees I'm not going to screw up, right? They're thinking about themselves, not, you know, the end user as much. Right, right. So, you know, does the, is the end user important? Uh, how hard is it or quick to kind of being able to experience that value? Um, and then uh, I think kind of probably the final one is, um, you know, can you actually prove that value pretty quick? Um, if if people just kind of get in think it's cool but don't really get much from it, then, you know, it's probably not uh, the thing you want to do. Sure.
0: And relative to clear sight, I mean, what were some of your, so you guys obviously launched the free trial and you've come a very long way from, from this point. What were some of the
1: learnings early on or did you kind of eat
0: that dog food, (laughs) if you will? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Um, I think the, the real learning that took place early on was, um, how important it was to truly understand the workflow of your customer that you're selling to. Um, you know, I think, or, you know, maybe this was a naivety of being right out of school. You're thinking, hey, I can just pitch you this product, and you'll be like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, you should instantly see it and right. buy it That's and use it. right? <laughs> that is not the case. That is not the case. Until you learn every aspect of their process and, you know, where you fit in between, uh, you really can't uh, convey that value uh, as well as probably, you, you mean, as well as you need to. Um, and then understanding that any aspect of, uh, the, you know your end users using your product that um, you know outside of maybe your purview that uh, can affect or impact the trial is actually your problem, right? right. So you know if you're uh, a click to call or not a click to call technology, but a uh, you know automated dialing technology, connect and sell uh, type solution. Well, you know, part of their solution is you have to give them two hundred you know email addresses and phone numbers. Well, their technology might be great at connecting you to people, but if your phone numbers are terrible and the emails are terrible or, or the contacts are terrible, well then their technology is not going to work, right? right? right. So you know, who do they go partner with instantly? All the data companies. Sure. Because they know if you're not getting phone numbers, the trial is going to be worthless. Right. Uh, and so you know, I think a very similar thing could be said about you know, a lot of other you know, companies. You've got to make sure that every input that's a part of your you know, the, the end user using your solution has to be, you know, spot on. So whether you're partnering with other, you know, players, whether you're building that into your solution, you got to make it, uh, you know, so you can control that whole domain. Or just take a step back and don't even do the trial because, yeah, it's just going to shoot yourself in the foot. And how did you guys early on really
0: understand that workflow of an end user? Because sure. right? it isn't, it isn't like a founder would sure. have that knowledge
1: built in so completely um you know i think that's uh a lot of it's after you lose that first deal that you you thought you had in the bag sure you you know you lose sleep over it and you take you uh, trace the steps back and say you know what the hell happened here um i think the other part of it is uh, and this is why i highly encourage uh founders uh to not even bother with the enterprise sales rep early on or that you know that that more senior salesperson um you, you gotta hire, and, and even just a salesy person in general, um, you gotta find someone who's truly inquisitive. It's not about the money, uh, or you know, uh, short term. It's not about how many deals can I close, or how many, you know, uh, you know, how many can I sneak past the customer. Uh, it's got to be that um, you know, very wanting to, you know, all, very interested in learning. Um, again, really inquisitive, wanting to, uh, you know, ask tons of questions. Uh, You know, be really friendly to get the customer to open up and and share, you know, what's going on, what's what's not going on internally. Uh, That is kind of where uh, I think you you truly can learn, you know, this is where we were, you know, faltering in the process. Um, Which is why actually, you know, early on we we try to do kind of this group call, you know, system. Hey, we'll do a group training call Uh, and you quickly realize, you know, you get, everyone hates conference calls, right? Right. Um, Even if you're in person, everyone kind of dozes off. But just walk
0: walk the listeners through that. Yeah, sure. What, what did you guys do specifically as it relates to that? Yeah,
1: I mean, so early on, anyway, I think, you know, the, the thinking was, hey, we'll just get the sales leader on the call, um, you know, they'll bring up, hey, I really like this technology, we're going to try it out, yada, yada, we're going to have two, three weeks, whatever. Um, you know, we would just walk them through the product and how you use it. And we found that, you know, A, no one pays attention, group calls, you know, B, if you're not explicitly telling someone where in their sales process they should use our technology, or if you're another technology, where in your day-to-day life you should be right. using this, they don't make the, they don't connect the dots. You know, maybe two percent will connect the dots, um, and and you can you know call those people and get them to tell the whole you know uh, group that hey, this I should be using it. But uh, you want to understand that stuff before you walk into a room and present to 10, 50, 500 people. Sure. Um, and so what we really learned early on is don't do a group call unless. Uh, you know a couple things a you have an internal champion who's gonna pause the meeting, you know whenever they have a, a point of like Hey, this is where you should use this um, Or just don't even bother with the group call um, You know what we like to do early on was one-on-one calls. You're able to uh, You know obviously your price point has to justify that that time sure um, but if you can if your price point justifies that time and obviously, I, I think you know, to, to win enterprise software, you need a price point that can justify that time. These five and ten and fifteen dollar user price points—sure, that's challenging. Right? All those solutions sell to one person. They sell to ops, IT, marketing, head, you know, head of sales, um, and then they just pitch and walk away. Maybe right. they do a short trial, or whatever. But it's not you know a real change in workflow and real optimization of, of, of workflow. So, um, you know, in the one-on-call, you're going to get to know the people. You're going to, need to be able to ask a lot of questions. Um, by the fifth call, uh, you could hand off the training to someone else because you know their process so much. Even know their vernacular, you know, if you're selling to, um, you know, an ad sales team, you're going to be able to talk about RFPs. You're going to be able to talk about, um, you know, the need to be able to, to get the analytics on whatever, whatever uh, that you just otherwise wouldn't know. Right. Uh, and so when they, when you know, you go train that sixth, seventh, eighth person. Uh, you can bring up, hey, here's in your workflow how you should use our technology versus just here's a product and this is what it does. Um, talking about you know, product stuff versus how to change your workflow is infinitely different talk. Right. Um,
0: and you, so you, you would advocate, especially in trial environments, one-to-one conversations between salesperson and prospect. Until,
1: and- you know, the, the one the, a big thing I used to say is you can sell anybody. Um, you, you, you should be able to sell any company if uh, your roommate worked there. If your roommate works there and your technology is worth just you know half its weight, uh, in, you know, in gold, or whatever, uh, you're, you're you should be able to sell them because you'll know the entire process. Um, you'll know where in the process you're going to solve the pain, where um, what you know the terms are called, what's you know what's actually important in solving versus not important in solving. But um, well, what if your roommate doesn't work? <laughs> yeah. And so, so if your room it doesn't really does work, and that's the value of the, the one-on-one call, right? Right. So I it's, see. it's, sure. um, you know, one in 10, I used to say one in five, one in 10 of the first people that you get into that trial, whether you know, it doesn't matter the technology, one of those p- people has to be your best friend at the end of it. Sure. Um, if you're not, I mean, every time we would pick up the phone to start that trial, it was, let's make best friends. Uh, one of these people's gotta be my best friend because I'm going to need to call that person to get, you know, proof points later. Uh, you know, hey, this is why it was so helpful. I'm gonna need this person, you know, some of these people to give me intel on who's the, you know, the major players in the company, who's, uh, you know, how does this process actually work? Um, you can't get that from a group call. When you, And also, when you do a group training, you don't actually get people into the technology. Um, and any of you do get them into technology, they're just kind of laxadaisically going through it. Um, right, yeah. If you do a group call, you run the risk of when you call them back to actually walk them through it. Them saying, "Oh, I, I saw the demo. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine." Versus you get them on the phone. Hey, what is this thing? I've never heard of it. Perfect. Right. You know, exactly. you, you get the chance, ten chances to screw up. Uh, right, you know right. your your pitch. Um, you know, whereas the group call, you're all you know all on that one, you know, one one call here. Sure.
0: So, clear slide launches. You have some concept of SAS trial in place. You start to have. Let's call it some success. Sure. How, how do you kind of know or what's – how did you guys determine, wow, this is working or, sure. eh, this might not be the best use of our time or our, yeah. you know, paid a capital type of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: situation? Um, you know, I think very early on and, and even just, uh, you know, the day I started, we were always very lean. It was always, you know, you, you need to pay for yourself, you know, uh, in the first three months. Um you know, I think it was a pure revenue number. Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of co-founders that will kind of scoff at that, like, what? You need to pay for yourself instantly? Um, but, you know, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I think too many founders hire too early um, or they hire too many too early. I have no problem hiring two or three salespeople that are very you know, relatively junior but still, you know, fairly good uh, to go figure out what's, what works. Uh, before you've cracked that code, you've written that cookbook that you can repeat, um, you know, fairly regularly, Uh, no point in really, you know, hiring folks. So I I think it's, um, you know, when you can kind of tell, Hey, I need to pour more gasoline on this fire is, you know, none of your leads are inbound or or a large portion of the leads aren't inbound. Um, you know, it's not friends of friends hooking you up with deals. Um, you know, you can kind of almost fully sustain a, a new person coming in purely outbound sales without, um, yeah, I mean, it's awesome if you have tons of amount leads and sure, you bring sure. people in and start closing deals. Well, yeah, yeah, you should bring them in. Right. Um, but I, I really think that's the the critical piece is can you bring in someone new um, and no need to go hire 10 people to figure this out. Just hire one or two um, and have them sustain themselves in you know, two or three months uh, and, and kind of be closing deals right away.
0: But what, but on the trial side, oh, we what some was, trial yeah. what was sort of success for you guys or how did it, you know, assume you're a founder, you listen to Will's advice. Sure. And y- yeah, you yeah. go out and you start a free trial. You look back in three to six months and you got a bunch of numbers. What did, what did you guys use as kind of parameter for success?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't even think we ever, you know, looked at, you know, we're not going to do a trial. Um, I think part of that was um you know, people just like our technology the the end users love it and that's uh you know that was probably our biggest strength is the end users love it um if that's not your biggest strength then you know the trial might not be for you right um and so but maybe sort know. of
0: tra- literally translated what what were you benchmarking then? yeah what were you using as a framework was it you know, trial to convert, you know, conversion yeah. or what, what we're sort of give, give the listeners some idea of what to think about when they're. Yeah. Happy. I mean,
1: so we were looking purely at, at MRR, uh, you know, c- can, you know, a, a rep hit, you know, three or 4k in MRR per month, you know, a per month, you know, revenue number, um, off of trials. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, all deals that you close that month. Um, but, you know, from the growth of those trials and, you know, uh, hey, I just started. I, you know, I'm on month three. I've only closed one deal. But, you know, that that deal that I closed is also, you know, the deal I closed last month is growing, you know, 2x. And so it's, it's I, I think it's just, you know, can you sustain? Um, I think early on all you're, all you're really caring about is revenue. Right. Um, and is this thing growing? So, you know, if, if you're not, you know, we were closing, I think our close rate historically has been, you know, 50 or 60%. Um, but then it gets even higher as you get more users in. So if we had, I think we've only lost one deal that had over 100 users in a trial, you know, whereas, uh, you know, you have two or three people or five people. Well, I think it all goes back to this, which is the, um, you know, this is what I brought up about SaaS. You, you're not, uh, it's pretty obvious if, if it's not going to work out, right? Um. And so, very early on in a trial, you can pretty much tell. Right. Um, You know, when we we talk about closing calls in SAS, the work should already be done. You know, at that point it's just posturing for, you know, deal size and price points versus, you know, are we signing up or not.
0: Sure. So maybe just to transition a little bit, on, on that point, how did you think about that nuclear option and what were some of the issues you faced? You know, think about when you pull the plug, right? Whether yeah, yeah. it's like you know, someone's just definitely not going to use the product. Thinking about how long do I let them stay in this free trial sort of yeah. world? So I don't, I don't know if you guys yeah. early on thought a lot about that, but
1: you know, um, it, it actually was a, a very much evolving thing. Um, you know, we, we uh, you know, as the, the head of our company um, very early on kind of on a couple of big trials, like, hey, we got to, you know, this is getting shut off. Uh, and so I think we actually learned by, you know, trial by fire that, um, you know, my urgency back to the customer from, you know, my boss being like, we're shutting this thing off. Um, ended up resulting in some in some, some great wins. Um, you know, uh, it's the, look, dude, I, I, I'm i here to help you, right? We're we're in this together. I feel like it, it especially in SaaS. You're... Um, you're in it together with the customer. Uh, you're, you're pretty much married uh, because if it's not going to work out in six months, well, then I don't want to waste my time with you. Um, and, you know, same thing, right? You're not going to waste your time with me if, if this is invaluable. So um, it, what we learned very quickly was you go to them, if you put urgency on them, like you, you got to sign by the, end of the month or my boss is pulling the plug, uh, there's usually some, uh, you know, urgency, right? Sure. Um, but you've got to have people in using it, right? And so I think the, the real... Uh, thing we learned was no need to even discuss pulling the plug until you have them hooked, right? Um, if they're not hooked, don't even bother. And so when people talk about how long should the trial be, well, you can give them a two- or three-week number. Uh, you want to make sure that that's not going to uh, you know, inhibit a rep from or whoever, a user, from going in and, and using it because it's going to be gone so quickly. Uh, so you definitely want to keep uh, the length long enough that they're like, hey, I can... I can get some value out of this even if it goes away.
0: And would you grant extensions?
1: Oh, completely. Okay. But, but, and so there's, that's how you sell it, right? It's, it, it's all how you sell it. It's look, I, you know, I understand you, you go push on them on urgency. Look, it was only supposed to be through trial. We agreed on this last week. Um, right. but then it's the relationship with you and that, that business owner. It's, um, look, well, I, you know, I, it's out of my hands. Um, you know, our budgets are frozen or whatever you need to believe it. And, and if you don't, then you have to push back. Um, uh, but then again, you know, it all goes back to it has to be a you know, relationship uh, thing, and you push on them if, if they don't have a good reason, and it might it's probably because they're just not bought in. Uh, but if they're bought in, um, then you know they either kind of are committed to signing, or they'll give you a legitimate reason. Then you go back to your boss, and whether you actually do go back to your boss or not, you Perhaps. you know you you get that extension. Um, it's it's a very transparent uh, process in terms of. You know they're either bought it or they're not, and we you know we're either going to shut them off or not. I think the the one time we turn someone off too early, it completely backfired. Right? It's um, people are mad that they you know spend all this time in your service and then you, know, you turn them off. I think it should always be the nuclear. You know, hey, look, I don't want to turn this off, but look, man, my hands are tied here, uh, and so you're just getting them to to help you out. Um, would,
0: would you have a monitoring process or a trial review process internally that would allow you to surface people who had, these people are 30 or 60 days into their trial, what's going on here? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I think once they bubble up to the, uh, you know, you're committing this deal or it's it's, um, it's potentially closing. So once the company's getting a value out of it, that, uh, you know, it kind of bubbles up to management's radar. Then yeah, you're going to be you know, it's going to be getting brought up in meetings. Um, you know, obviously the sales leader is always going to want to close and get revenue, and the reps trying to kind of make sure the deal actually closes without sure. you know the customer saying, "Hey, look, you said you could give me more time," or um, uh, you know, they're just not ready, whatever. Uh, it's just managing that process. Um, and
0: was there sort of a indicator from a day standpoint or a time standpoint? I mean, you yeah. could usually tell if sure. it was. Certain period of time out that they were or they were not going to buy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely had. We have a lot of great. I mean, every SaaS company should should uh, build uh, when they're you know starting to build, uh, start with or before they even get trials going, have amazing internal you know metrics on you know, usage and how and when and what products people are using and how often, so that uh, you know you know who the people are that, that love your service and you know who you should focus on. Um, and so you usually have that info, um, and then uh, we even have like a, an internal kind of uh, you know, dollar amount based on usage and you know kind of the hour we came together with. From, you, from in terms of cost amount. to clear uh, uh, Less cost to clear side, more. Hey, we think based on how they have used our product, what you know we think uh, they'll be worth or they'll they'll pay us. What they'd be willing to pay us, right? Um, Got any it. solution can do this. You know, your LinkedIn sales solution, you kick off a trial. Um, ten of the twenty users have gone in and done fifty searches. Six have sent in mails, and you know, uh, of those six, five have gotten you know replies or ten plus replies. Well, what does that mean in, in terms of value? Um, looks like they would be willing to pay X sure. from historical data. And so, you know, it's all about you know, calling and driving adoption from that LinkedIn and sales solution rep standpoint, so that more people get in-mail replies, so that more people get you know new meetings from. From, uh, you know emails. Sure, sure.
0: Um, I guess final thought yeah, yeah. to move the discussion where you guys are at now, you know, 90 million in capital, paid in capital, tons of customers, you just look at the ClearSlide website, sure. it's the who's who of pretty much every industry. How many of those customers or what, you know, sort of has changed, if anything, with that trial yeah. piece of business. Are you still, you're just kind of now closing larger accounts through the trial. Are yeah. you sort of, have you moved more towards a direct sales effort on top of the trial? How do you how do you kind sure. of see the world today?
1: So we, uh, I, I say this a lot internally, and it's gonna sound kind of bad externally. Um, I think our biggest challenge is we've had too much success uh, early on. Um, you know, it's almost, you know, it's the old, you know, saying, or not even saying, but just, you know, a lot of small businesses fail because they're too successful. They have too many people coming, you know, through the doors. Right. And so everyone gets a bad impression of, of their service. Well, we got a bad impression of our service. There's more we had to run around uh, behind the curtains like crazy people, um, you know, trying to kind of make up for the, you know, either, you know, not enough people at the company or not enough internal processes yeah. in place or too much manual stuff to be done. Um, what I think has changed and we, we've always been able to sign you know I think two years in we signed a, or a year and a half in we signed a you know, 500 plus user agreement um, you know off of a trial you know, we start with a proof of concept for you know two or three months um, with a you know, the, you know biggest uh, data company uh, you know in the world uh, they went from you know, we've got five people in this on a free trial to selling the head of sales on a of concept for three months for 50 people. Sure. Well, we obviously let them have as many people in there as they wanted. Uh, you get, you know, 250 people trained up on a service. Um, it makes it pretty easy for the head of sales to say, look, I think everyone should have this because look at the rate of reviews we've got. Um, you know, that's just something that a six-person company can't do without a trial, you know, that unless they have connections. Um, and... and you know, very hard to go out there and hire on connections when you're a six-person company with no funding, right? Right. Um, so that you know, just shows the power of the trial. What I think has changed, back to your question, is um, it's a lot of that, uh, it's, it all comes down to just being more efficient and have more processes. So before it was just pour tons of gasoline on the, on the users. Hey, we're going to call the hell out of you. Um, we used to have, and we don't do this anymore, which is I, th- I think why my, my team won't mind you sharing. When you log in, our phones would ring. I would literally get a call saying, "You know, Mike from Bowery Capital just logged into his account." I would press one; it would dial you. Mike, hey, how's it going? Hey, this is Will from ClearSlide. Uh, you know, one of your your coworkers actually added you to the account. I was hoping sure. to walk you through it. Oh no way! I just actually logged in my account for the first time. Oh no, that's perfect timing. Let me let me walk you through it. Sure. You know, um, and I can't tell you how many deals we got going from that. Um, just the. You know, maybe they they would have closed anyway, or maybe sure, they, they sure. wouldn't have. But uh, the number of people we got on the phone, whether it be a random sales leader or a sales leader in a different department, that actually ended up liking the solution more than you know, someone else, um, you know, that was just you know awesome. Uh, but what's changed now is it, it's a much more, um, especially on the enterprise side, it's, it's a much more you know, codified system. It's sure. look, we know we're going to come in, and present to you that hey. Uh, we're going to do a proof of concept trial for a set period of time, uh, you know, month, two months, kind of tops. Uh, we're going to buy in from the top. We're going to understand your org so that we get, you know, buy in from, uh, you know, all levels of sales managers. And then, you know, when we do the trial, we're going to make sure we get enough power users to the point where we can really collect those data points that then go back to the sales leader and present a uh, business case that says this is how much you know, revenue we're going to make for you, and whether you tweak the percentages from you know, conversion from this stage to that stage is lower than 2 or 3% or 10%, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're still going to make you money. Anytime you're selling a solution that's under, you know, even Salesforce can kind of get away with this, $250, $300 per, per person. If you're increasing the efficiency on top of a salaried person or a total kind of comp person that's making over 150 or or 100 it's relatively easy sure. for that, you know, um, our total cost annually per user's, you know, five to seven, 800 bucks a year, right? Got it, yep. It's pretty easy uh, in the grand scheme of things. You know, one rep closes, you know, one extra deal when the deal sizes are worth $100,000, you know, pays for our solution 2X, whatever. Absolutely. You know, so um, I'd just say it's more codified. We do we do team trainings now. I'm sure we still have an army of folks that uh, help support um, to make sure that, hey, you know, even this morning, I had an email from a user I signed three years ago and he's was having trouble with... You know, finding something that doesn't count, right? You're still gonna have that stuff, but you just grow up on the process and how you do things. But no need to do it until you're winning tons of customers, right? Right, right. I think we're out of time. Okay.
0: Will Batson from Clear Slide talking about making the most of SaaS trials. Thanks for coming, Will.
1: No problem. I I definitely appreciate it. Thanks.